Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. But join me in the Gospel of Matthew tonight, chapter 13. We are in the middle of a series uh, that we've called Life Lessons. Life Lessons. Matthew chapter 13. And in this one chapter, what you find is, is life lesson after life lesson. We would we probably technically, would, we would say one parable after the other. You know, so beginning in verse 3, you find the, the story. Jesus tells a story about a sower, right? And then, and then man, it's, it's a pretty long story. He goes all the way down. And then in verse 24, he begins to teach a lesson from a field that's filled with tares and, and uh, weeds, you know. And then in verse 31, he speaks about, about having the faith of a mustard seed. We studied that out just a couple of weeks ago. And each story, each one of these stories in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, has a direct lesson. He's telling it, he's telling these stories to illustrate a life lesson. But then we come to verse 33, and he's going to tell another parable. You see that verse 33? And now he's going to teach a life lesson from something called leaven. Leaven. You, you've heard that before, right? Leaven. And look, look at verse 33. Another parable spake he unto them. And here's what he said. The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal to the whole was leavened, right? So now we're going to find another lesson, life lesson from the baking process. It's amazing how Jesus just takes these, these life stories and teaches these life lessons. And, uh, and there are several references, of course, to leaven in the Bible. Most of the time, we would gravitate to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 9. You know what that verse says. Anybody know it offhand? A little, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. That's what it says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 9. That's usually when you think about leaven, right? I mean, that's where you gravitate to. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. In fact, Jesus said this in Mark chapter 8, verse 15. He charged them saying, take heed, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the leaven of Herod. And so we talk about leaven in the Bible, it has both a, <clears throat> a positive and a negative reflection. Most of the time, when you think about leaven, we're thinking about it as being something rather negative, correct? Uh, but Jesus uses it here in chapter number 13, verse 33, to advocate something positive, right? He's talking about something positive here. Um, he's using a parable to teach it in a positive way. Oftentimes, we'll use a proverb to, to share the negative part of it, the proverb being a little leaven, leaven at the whole lump, you know? Be careful, you know, around sin, and sin gets in, and it always, 
It always kind of creates more havoc than you intended it to uh, in a person's life. Nonetheless, Jesus is teaching us a life lesson here in this text from leaven in a positive sense. And I want you to notice he says, he begins the story with a reference to the kingdom of heaven. Did you see it? He says, another parable spake he unto them. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like. So that tells us what he's doing. So he's talking about, he's talking about a spiritual entity in physical terms. He's saying to, to, to the listeners, he's saying to the crowd, he said, I want to tell you what the, what the kingdom of heaven is like, right? And then he talks about leaven. So he's using this story to, this physical story, to kind of relate a, a great truth that he wants them to understand. And, and unlike other parables, there's no commentary, right? I mean, if we go back in verse number, go back to verse number three, and you see, uh, and you speak, mm, you know, in parables saying, behold, a sower went forth to sow. And man, all the way down to verse number 23, you get commentary, right? But in chapter 13, verse 33, when he's talking about leaven, all you get is, you know, the kingdom of, kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three, you know, three batches of dough and no commentary, the only other place you read about this is in Luke's gospel, chapter 13. And in Luke 13, verse 20 through 22, same thing. Talks about a woman who takes some leaven, hides it in, you know, some dough, and makes some bread. No commentary, right? That's rather unusual. Um, however, there is definitely, there is definitely uh, some truth to the story. I want to highlight, I want to highlight for us out of this text, I want to highlight for us three words. You see those three words? I put them in bold. Watch, watch, watch the screen. Look at the screen. Ready? Watch. Isn't that miraculous? Watch again. Huh? <laughs> Just making sure you're awake. <laughs> I want to highlight three words in, in this verse. The first word is, come on, leaven. Second word is, and the third word is whole. 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 Right? So look at that Bible verse. Jesus says he's speaking in parables, meaning this. He's telling a physical story to illustrate a heavenly truth, divine truth, a life lesson. And he says the kingdom of heaven is likened to leaven, which a woman took and hid, and it permeated and affected the whole. You see that? I want to highlight those three words. Uh, let's look at them briefly. The first word, of course, being leaven. We, today, we don't use the word leaven. Uh, if you're a baker, you would probably say, if you're making a loaf of bread, you use what? Yeast. Yeast. Right? We don't use, we don't use the term leaven. Most of the time when you think about leaven, if I'm preaching about leaven, I'm usually speaking about sin. Right? But I'm going to show you why Jesus uses that word leaven here in just a moment. Basically, leaven... Yeast is a substance that a baker uses to cause the, 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 the dough to do what? Rise. Causes the dough to rise, right? Um, it causes dough to expand. And so leaven or yeast uh, is what I'm told. I, I've enjoyed it, and this is the reason why. I'm told it makes the bread light and fluffy. You know, without it, bread's rather dense and but when you add the yeast, it causes it to rise, and the bread becomes more enjoyable. Are you with me? 
And, and the whole truth of the leaven is this. Now, pay attention to this because this is the moral of the story. Leaven is an agent of transformation. It's an agent of transformation. Keep, keep that in mind. We'll come back to that in just a moment. Right? So you see the word leaven, and then, and then you see the word hid. So she hides it. You know, the woman hides the yeast in the dough. In other words, in other words listen carefully. The yeast is not the star of the show. Right? Yeah, you, you with me? It's not as if she had a little pouch, you know, under the counter, Maurice, and when nobody was looking, she took the yeast and threw it in. No, the idea is this. The yeast is not the star of the show. Uh, when, when you eat a delicious loaf of bread, you know, you don't say, man, alive, what kind of yeast did they use? <laughs> you don't even think about it, right? But it's in there. It's an important part of the process, right? In fact, they tell me when you're baking rather than cooking, you know, when you, when you cook, you know, you use a recipe. When you bake, you use a formula. And if you leave something out, I mean, if you're making tomato sauce, you know, and you leave out a little bit of this or that, it's not going to be the end of the world. But if you're making a certain cake or bread or cookie or dessert and you leave something out, for example, Dave, I'm not sure if you're aware of this. If you're making blueberry pie and you don't put the blueberries in, you ain't got blueberry pie. So you use a formula, right? But, but the, the key here, he says about this, it's, it just goes to work without even being seen. Are you with me? Now, Jesus is teaching a life lesson here, so it's got to be important, you know? And I highlight those three words, leaven, because leaven speaks to me about something negative, but really what he's saying here is leaven is just an agent of transformation, and it works without being noticed. It's not the star of the show. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't broadcast itself. And then, then you see the word whole, and, of course, what that indicates is this, the leaven affected the whole loaf of bread, right? Kind of like Galatians 5, verse number 9, a little leaven leaveneth the whole, the whole lump. Are you with me? And what Jesus does here is this. The key to the parable is that he compares the kingdom of heaven to the leavening of bread, you know? And, and so what's, what's the gist of that? Well, here's a couple of thoughts. Here's what I thought about. You know, leaven, according to what I'm told and what we read, leaven uh, uh, affects the flour. You know, uh, it has a direct impact. It makes a direct impact in that flour. And then it permeates, it permeates all of it. So, you know, the, you throw the flour in the bowl or on the, on the table, and then you hit it with the yeast or the leaven, and it affects all of it. And then it changes it. When that yeast, when that leaven is added, it literally changes the mix. And what you get is something that is enjoyable, you know, something that goes from just powder, you know, to substance. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Now, here's an interpretation, a suggested interpretation of this Bible verse. Some say this. Some say the leaven represents the gospel. This is a way to spiritualize it. The leaven represents the gospel, and the woman represents the church. And the meal or the dough represents the world. And so the idea is this. 
We are, we are the church. We are to take the gospel and literally allow it to affect or transform our world. That's a pretty good interpretation. I don't think that's a stretch. I would agree with that. I don't have a problem with that. And the reason I say that is because I can see that in other places in the Bible. We just came out of a missions conference, right? And the whole idea of that missions conference was to do what? Reach the world with the gospel of Christ. I think Brother Fielder did a tremendous job breaking down those texts of Scripture that, that he worked through, 2 Corinthians 5 and Matthew 16. He did a great job with that, don't you think? Uh, and so, if the interpretation of, of this verse is for us being the woman, the church, taking the gospel, the leaven, that transformation, because leaven, it's really new, it's, it's a neutral thing. It's positive, negative. It's what you make of it. It's just talking about it has transformation power, transforming power into the whole world. The whole was leavened. I can live with that. I can live with that. But what are the life lessons? What are the practical life lessons that Jesus is maybe trying to convey to his team? I think this. I think the life lesson of this one parable is kingdom influence. Remember I said this? We started this whole teaching that the parables are broken down in neat little categories. Some speak to us about faith or stewardship, you know, love, forgiveness, and then kingdom, they're all having to do with the kingdom. Well, this one particular life lesson is about kingdom influence. And I want, I want, I want you to see how, how maybe this breaks down. A couple of practical lessons before we go. You good? Look at this first. First of all, look at the power of influence. Think about, the, think about it, the power of influence. We often talk about influence, right? The power of influence. The, le the, the, the leaven in this passage was an agent of influence. Right? The lady, the woman, she throws it into the dough, and it has, it has a direct, it makes a direct impact in that dough. What she's about to make is going to be affected by the influence of that yeast, or of that leaven, so to speak. Right? Now, let me ask you a few questions. Two, just two. Have you ever paused and taken notice to the influence that you have. Have you? Have you ever, you ever thought about it? We all have influence. Everybody has influence. Have you ever taken notice to the people that you touch on a regular basis? The people that you, you affect on a regular basis? You know, I, I tell you this as a pastor, I've been pastor for a lot of years, it's a humbling thing because every once in a while, you just get yourself into a situation where you just feel like, what in the world am I doing? And then you get, a, you get an email from somebody that you haven't heard from in like five or 10 years. And they say, Pastor Yanizzi, I just want you to know that I'm still in church, I'm still serving God, and I thank you for the upbringing, you know, of just preaching, preaching the word and Man, that, you know what that does? It just kind of puts some wing, wind under your wings, so to speak. My wife and I were just speaking about that the other day, you know. And so I'm not sure if you've ever given any, any thought to, you know, your influence and the people you touch. And, and I will tell you this, I have to be fair and honest, and I hate to be, but, 
There have been letters that I've gotten that said, you know, Pastor Genizzi, I just want you to know, I quit church <laughs> because of something you said or something you didn't say or, you know, you taught me all the, all the things to stay away from, but you didn't teach me all the things that I shouldn't get, that I shouldn't get involved with. You taught me the do's and the don'ts, but you never taught me how to love Jesus. I don't like those letters. But when I read it, I can simply, you know, close my eye to it. But when I think about the individual, when I think about that time, maybe in my ministry, in my life, you know what I have to say, Steve? There's some truth to that, you know. And I've, I've written letters back to people, and I have said, I apologize. I'm sorry. I was very immature at that point in time in my ministry or as a pastor, as a preacher. And I really thought, you know, I was doing, I was trying to do the right thing, you know, I was trying to preach the right thing. I believed what I was preaching. I just probably, are you with me? Think about the power of influence that we have. And think about this. Here's the second thing. Have you ever taken notice to how, how many people have influenced you? When was the last time, look up here for a second. When was the last time, honestly, you thought about that and you just said, you know what, I need to let that person know. You know, and you just wrote a little note, a little phone call, a little whatever just to say, man, thank you for, they may not even know. You know what I pray often? I prayed this, I think, just a little bit ago with somebody. That one day we're going to, I think maybe it's me and my wife are praying for a couple of people today. And I, you know, I said, Lord, I know this. When we get to heaven, we're going to be able to see some of the things you did for us while on earth that we had no idea you were doing for us. And just marvel. I mean, we can see what he's doing for us, but there's other things we don't see that he either protects us from, you know, or keeps us from, you know, or does for us. Correct? Those, those invisible. Well, there's times, when, there's times when, you know, people have touched your life. They've influenced you. And it's a wonderful thing if you and I were to respond to them and just let them know what a blessing they were the power of influence. I think the best example of that in the Bible is found in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 5, verse 13. He said, you're the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its ability to be salty, it lost its savor, where, where will, can you resalt it? I mean, if salt has lost its influence, can it be resalted? Is it then, it's, then it's, it's good for nothing. Be cast out, trodden underfoot of men, Right? He goes on and says a couple of verses down, he said this, you're the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Isn't that a great Bible verse? Talking about influence there. The power of influence. Listen to this statement. Influence is inescapable. Everybody has it. How you use it is up to you. And every, everybody's influenced by someone. I often used to tell our teenagers, Jason, you remember this, be careful of the voices you allow in your ears. Be careful of the people you listen to, right? Because they have influence. They have influence. And I think the Lord wants you and I to work as a positive influence in our world and like leaven, increase his kingdom. I thought about this. Not only, not only power of influence, but I thought about this as you study. Little, little can be much. Little can be much. 
I like that song, Little is Much, when God is in it. Did you ever sing it? A little, little can be much. He said, Galatians 5, verse number 9, right, just a little leaven. I don't think, now I'm not a baker. Anybody here bake? Uh, where's Miss Carol? Miss Carol is a baker. She bakes me a fresh loaf of bread every week. Thank you for that. Or is it Fred that bakes it? I think it's Carol. Carol, you don't put as much yeast as you do flour in that bread, right? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And it's interesting, isn't it, how, how just a little can be much? I think maybe that's a lesson for us to learn here. Listen to this, folks. Life can be overwhelming at times. Huh. I mean, it really can. And then, and, then you add in, and then you add in the Christian life, right? And when you come, you know, you often, often, you know, you look at the challenges of Scripture. And man, I'll tell you why. Sometimes it's just, it just makes our head like, for example, right? Command of Missions Conference. We're, we're to reach the whole world with the gospel of Christ. That's our responsibility. That's what he said, right? He tried to lay that upon us. Right? We're to go into all the world, preach the gospel to every Christian. Look, look here. We're, we're to be, you and I, we're to be witnesses on a regular basis. Right? Am I, am I, I'm not speaking French, am I? You're looking at me like I'm speaking a foreign language. Uh, we're to let our light shine. Now, let's just be honest. That can be intimidating and overwhelming. Huh? Uh, I promise you, this is fact. Monday morning, I got up, made up my mind, Kevin, today, Lord, I am, I'm just, I'm just going to be a witness for you. I'm going to look for every opportunity today to, to witness for you. You've been so good to me. I, I just, and so I left my house and drove down the road here to get a cup of coffee. I see this same cashier every day. I don't know if there's a day since I've been living here, since I haven't been in Wawa. And this one lady, I know her name, she knows me, we can kibitz every day. But I promise you, when I get out of my, my truck on Monday morning, I put gospel tracts in my pocket. I went in. I got my cup of coffee. I made sure I went right to her. Hey, so-and-so, how you doing? All that kind of good. I said, I'm not sure if I've ever given you one of these. And, you know, when I walked out, I just said, Lord, that wasn't hard. She just looked at it and said, oh, thanks. And she put it right side. I'll, I'll look at it later. That wasn't hard. It wasn't, it wasn't much. I mean, I didn't stand up on the counter and say, let me preach a message to you. I didn't quote John 3, 16. I just pulled that out of my pocket. Huh? Yeah. So today's Wednesday. Ask me when the last time I gave a gospel tract out was. Go ahead and ask me. Monday. <laughs> Monday. Monday. You don't think I have a desire to? I, I do. I really do. But for some reason, I get brain freeze. Are you with me? For some reason, I just get, I don't know, I just get lost in life. I'm on a mission. Sometimes it's not his. It's mine. It's to get that cup of coffee. It's to get that whatever I got to get. I got to go to CVS and pick up uh, underarm deodorant. And I'm forgetting about the, the person who's going to check me out. Well, really, now today, you know, it's, it's all machines, right? And so... Are you with me? Huh? And so I said all that to say this. At times, I don't want to fail the Lord, do you? And if you're an honest Christian, you know that we're going to give an answer for what we've done with the gospel. We're stewards, <laughs> you know? So isn't it just like the Lord to carefully remind us 
I'm just asking for a little. I'm just asking for a little. Because a little can be much. Huh? Now, I, I, today's Wednesday. It's Wednesday at 8, at 7.50. I don't feel a bit of guilt that today, and I've been to Wawa today. Didn't have a jacket on, didn't have a gospel track in my pocket. Didn't even think of it. But I don't feel guilty. But you know what I did do? Here's what I did do. I shared a kind word. I opened up the door for somebody. Huh? Are you with me? I said, when somebody opened up the door for me on the way out, I said, hey, thanks, have a good day. Look, think about this. Jesus is speaking to his team here, right? He's, you know, he's got his disciples with him. And the interesting thing is this. He knows these guys. He knows their personality. He knows their strengths and weaknesses. And he understood the environment in which they were having to do ministry. And for many of them, it was in their hometown, which is the hardest place, right? And their hometown was labeled as anti. Anti. Anti what? Anti-Christ. They didn't want nothing to do with Jesus. Anti-church. They didn't want anything to do with church. Anti-Christian. They didn't want anything to do with Christianity. So Jesus teaches them this parable or this life lesson and says, look here, just a little can make a big difference. Just a kind word, just a note, a pat on the back, an email, a text message, a phone call. Are you with me? A gospel track, right, can make a big difference. And I think sometimes that's all he's wanting us. Just do a little. Just do it. Don't get overwhelmed by it. Don't, man, i got to reach the world. i got to be a witness. I don't even like to talk to people. How can I be? You can do a little. We can all do a little. We can all be agents of transformation. And transformation takes time, <laughs> doesn't it? Huh? Now, here's what I'm told. I don't bake. I love bread, but I don't bake bread. But here's what I'm told. When, when you add the, 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 the yeast to the dough, to the flour, and you mix it all up, you have to let it sit and rest for the yeast to work, right? I mean, you don't, you don't just throw it in there all of a sudden, poof. You got to let it sit for a while. Transformation takes some time, doesn't it? Huh? Right? You bread bakers out there. And, and eventually what happens is this, the dough begins to rise because the leaven or the yeast has taken effect. And it affects the whole. It affects the whole. You know? I watch my wife sometimes. She, she has this big stainless steel bowl. You know? And she'll put the dough in there. And it's just a little something, something. You know? And she'll put some saran wrap on the top, plastic wrap. You know? And she pushes it aside or puts it in the refrigerator. And you come back. And you know what? That dough has taken up that whole bowl. And I love it. You just take your fist and you put your fist right in the middle of it and knock out all the air and then nice and fluffy. And Are you with me? Uh, make nice stromboli out of that. Yeah, pizza. <laughs> Amen. And so I think this, and here's what I thought about when I, when I was putting this together. Of all the shortcomings of us humans, because we have a lot of them, the lack of patience rises to the top. At least for me. I was driving the other day with my son and my daughter, or my son and my wife, 
And I forgot I had said something. And I said, well, I'm just not patient enough. My son looked at me and said, you think? You think? <laughs> I don't have patience for that. The well, fact of the matter is, I don't have patience for a lot of stuff. Why? Because I, I live in 2023. I live in the real world. I can't get my food fast enough. Right? I mean, I pull up into Chick-fil-A. I don't want to see 25 cars ahead of me. This is supposed to be fast food. I can't get my deliveries. I can't, they can't pump. I hate it when I pull I don't mind people pumping my gas for me, but don't let it trickle. I mean, come on, fill it up, man. Pull the handle all the way up. Let that thing blow in there. Huh? Why? Because patience is not one of my virtues, nor is it a virtue in America. Most Americans are not patient, right? But, but the Lord is saying here to us that transformation takes time. You can't rush the process. Are you with me? You can't rush the process. God has, God has his own timing that he works on. And what he wants us to do is what we can do and then let him do what only he can do. Are you with me? Huh? Life lesson from this text of Scripture. And so what's he saying? What's he, what's he teaching us here? He's teaching us about a process that cannot be hurried. I like this Bible verse. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. Huh? I mean, he's not finished yet. He's not done yet. He's still working. I've had many times people get discouraged many times over, come to me and say, Pastor, you know, I witness to people. I never see anybody get saved. I never... Well, I know this. I know we witness to somebody. We expect them to immediately get saved, immediately get baptized, immediately come to church. It just doesn't work that way. It's a process. We can't hurry the process, right? Uh, look at this Bible verse, 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Let me interpret that for you. We all, I was talking about you and I, with open face, with eyes wide open, look into the Word of God. And as we look into the Word of God, we see the glory of the Lord. We see a reflection of what He wants us to be. And from glory to glory, or it takes time, eventually we're going to become what He wants us to be. That's how you interpret that Bible verse. Transformation doesn't happen overnight. It takes time from glory to glory. Are you with me? That's just the process. And so life lesson. Jesus takes us down in Matthew chapter number 13, verse 33. Look at it again. We'll finish. Another parable spake he unto them. The kingdom of heaven is likened to leaven, which a woman took, hidden three measures of meal, to the whole was leaven. Lord, what are you trying to say to us? I think what he's trying to teach us is this. Each of us has influence, and we need to use that influence to advance his kingdom, right? The power of the gospel, the power of influence. And we need to take that influence into our community. Say, so what community? Your community, your, your, your world, the people you touch, the people you work with, the people you go to school with, people you live with, people in your neighborhood, Right? And use your influence, because you're going to touch somebody. Use your influence to advance his kingdom. Life lesson. Amen? I hope it's a blessing to you. Let's look for ways to influence our community. Let's, let's look for ways to be 
life changers. We can change people's lives by the influence God's given us, right? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for allowing us to study it out tonight and, and just look at things maybe through a different lens, a different prism, and seeing how, Lord, your heart beats for, for the lost and for those who are saved just to do what you'll have for us to do. And I would pray that you'll help us to be an influence and to just try to do whatever it is, even if it's just little, just a little bit, just a little bit to advance your kingdom in our own personal community. And for that, we'll thank you. Dismiss us with your blessing tonight. Give us safety as we travel. Give us a great end to the week. For those that are away traveling back home, bring them home safely, we pray in Jesus' name. And amen. You are dismissed, church. You have a great, great night. again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcasts or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you can give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.